Well, good morning, and um, I'm glad you could be with us today, both here in person in the church, but also online for our preaching series, which is Living as People of the Resurrection. So in this preaching series, it's, it's interesting because what we've been, what we're striving to do is, is help us understand that Easter was so important. Easter was life-changing that actually the, the story of Easter doesn't just sit in that moment, in that space where, where we have it happen each year, but it is actually something that carries through with us as, as Christians, as believers, as disciples of Jesus Christ. We don't just remember that Jesus died on the cross. We don't just remember that he was raised up again. We actually let it change our lives. We actually live as though we are people of the resurrection, that life has changed for us. Last week I was exploring what it means that as, as people of the resurrection, how we live in confidence. This, this week I want to explore with you how that we live in forgiveness, that we live within forgiveness. Such, this is such an important concept and characteristic of, of a people of faith, the people of, of Jesus Christ, that we need to learn how to be people who live in forgiveness. We need to learn how to do it in our daily lives. We need to learn how to allow it to happen. But here's the thing. So often what is the case is that people, especially Christians, struggle with the fact that we live within forgiveness. Now, what, what, do, what do I mean by this? What does it mean for us to live within forgiveness? There's actually a difference between living in forgiveness and being a forgiving person. So you can be a forgiving person, but you may not actually live within forgiveness. You can forgive others for, for what they do, but you, you're not living within forgiveness. And I'll explain this in just a moment. But if you're a person who lives in forgiveness, you will be a forgiving person. So let's dive into what it means to live in forgiveness. And the first of this is that we actually need to understand what has happened that we have actually sinned. See, the Bible's primary understanding on forgiveness is not forgiving others. Rather, it's about that we are to be forgiven, that we are forgiven. And, and this need to be forgiven is rooted in the fact that we've fallen short of the glory of God, that we, that we, we actually have sinned, that we all have sinned against God and we need forgiveness. And forgiveness is provided to us free. It's provided as an act of grace. It's provided through the action of Jesus that we see on the cross and that we see at Easter and the resurrection that comes from that. So if to live in forgiveness, we need to be a resurrection people. We need to recognise the truth that we have sinned and we need to recognise the truth that we need to seek forgiveness. Let me share with you from 1 John verse, no, chapter, chapter 1 verse 8 and nine, and it says this, if we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. See, forgiveness has always been a part of God's plan, a part of God's ultimate big plan. You know, if we go back to Psalm, in Psalm 86 verse 5, and it says this, O Lord, you are so good, you are ready to forgive, so full of unfailing love for all who ask for your help. See, this has been an 
integral part of God's plan for our lives, an integral part of what it means to be a follower of Christ, that forgiveness is what God is on about. God is giving us our forgiveness of our sins. And this leads me to the point, the second point I'm going to share with you. If we were to be living in forgiveness, it means that we actually have to do this. We actually have to recognise and understand that God has actually forgiven you So we actually have to forgive ourselves. And this is probably the hardest thing for most people. Have you ever heard that, you know, the the statement, you know, the the hardest critic is yourself? Okay, good, 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 good. I'm I'm pleased. And and see, that's the thing, you know, we we can often be incredibly hard on ourselves. We we can be so hard on ourselves that we get to the point that we don't forgive ourselves. We do something, and if we haven't been living in forgiveness, so we haven't actually let forgiveness be a part of our lives, then then we keep on playing that back over and over, and it becomes um, a poisonous thing within our life and, and taints everything that we do. So, so, so often, and here's the thing, for, so often for Christians, we, we believe that, that Christ came, died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, and we go, yes, yes, yes. Jesus has paid the ultimate price. Yes, but yet we continue to beat ourselves up for our past mistakes. We don't forgive ourselves for what's happened, even though God has forgiven you. One of, the, one of the amazing things that he has, I and mean, we talk about this with forgiveness of sin, God doesn't just um, hide it. God takes it away and removes it as far as the east is from the west. So it is no longer there. So how does this look in practice for us? What does it mean for us to actually live in forgiveness? And here's the thing, I want to put up a few things for us, practical things for us to do that will help us live in forgiveness. The first is this, is that we need to learn to pray. We need to have prayer as a part of what this is. You know, prayer is the work. Prayer is the thing that we do as Christians. It helps us centre with God, but it also helps us um, understand God's purpose and plan for our lives. It also helps us understand God's forgiveness in our lives and it helps us forgive ourselves and let God's forgiveness flow over us. The Apostle Paul, as he was writing to the Hebrew church, urges the believers to pray, to bring everything to God in prayer. And that's actually what we need to do as well. You see, prayer is the work of the disciples. Prayer is the work of us as Christians. In Hebrew chapter 4, verse 16, it says this, And this is Paul urging the Hebrew church, and let it speak to you again today. Let it speak to you is something that we need to do. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. So so we're coming to God in his highest place in prayer. There we will receive his mercy and we'll find the grace to help us when we need it most. So we come to God in prayer, which and we will receive God's mercy upon it. It will be flowing upon us. And we come because Jesus has opened up that for us. He's restored that relationship between ourselves that have been separated because of sin back to God. And only Jesus could, could, could do that. Only God's incarnate son could do that for us. So that's, a, that's one part. But we also need to 
in order to live in forgiveness, we need to be immersing ourselves in God's word. And so we need to pray. We need to also understand what God's word for us. We need to immerse ourselves in the Bible, in what God is saying. We need to make reading the Bible an integral part of our life a daily practice to reflect upon the words, to let God talk to us through the Bible, to allow that to happen for us. See, God's word's so important. How can we live in the forgiveness of God if we don't understand what that forgiveness means and what it means for us to do? So if, if the Bible is only ever that book that sits on yourself or by the bedside table or whatever, and we never open it up, we don't read it, we don't let it be a part of our lives, then how can we live in God's forgiveness if we... Don't know God's word for our life. How do we live in forgiveness? Well, we also need to to actually know that our confidence is in Christ, in Jesus Christ. Confidence is not found in ourselves but in Christ alone. And and see, when, when we're living in forgiveness, we actually have the confidence that Christ has done it all for us. We don't, you know, hold it back or we don't let it let it understand like last week we were talking, we don't let the confidence be the thing that comes from us. It actually comes from our faith in God. It comes from because we know that God has forgiven us and leads us into new life. Jeremiah, actually from the Old Testament, um, the prophet Jeremiah reminds us of where we actually placed our trust. We don't place it in the material things. We don't place it in ourselves. We don't place it in our money and our worth and what we have. We actually place it within God. So Jeremiah uh, chapter 17 verse 7 says this, but blessed are those who trust in what? Trust in the Lord, have made the Lord their hope and their confidence. See, see we actually we become blessed. We, our lives change when we actually place our trust in God. We place our trust in Christ and his saving grace for us. We know we are forgiven. And, and the fourth thing I want to share with you about how we live in forgiveness is this, is that we are humble and that we are caring towards other people. So as we live in forgiveness and we, and we actually understand that we have sinned and that we've got God's forgiveness, we've been placing ourselves in the word of God, we've been reading it, letting it come over our lives, we've been trusting Christ for what he's done, trusting in God, we understand because we've been doing all these things, we know that we're not the ones that can do We We humble ourselves and yet we also provide care to others, to those around us. We take on more of a Christ-like attitude to the world around us. See, Jesus said in Matthew 7 um, that we need to change our attitude towards others. We need to be less judgmental and we need to be less judgmental towards others and, and that will mean that, you know, if we, if we become judgmental towards the others, it means we're not living out of our forgiveness. We're not living out of the forgiveness of God. So let me share with you from Matthew Chapter 7, verses 1 to 3. And it starts with this. Do not judge others and you will not be judged. For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And and why worry about a speck in your friend's eyes when you have a log in your own? See, here's the thing. 
Jesus is actually encouraging us to look at ourselves, to see what we are doing, see what our behaviour is like. So that's the humility, and, and, but, but we're not the ones to judge. We're the ones to offer care and support and encouragement and to offer hope to those around us. See, the best way to break down a judgmental attitude in your own life is by offering care towards others, offering care and support and encouragement to other people helps break down the judgmental attitude in our lives. The Apostle Paul, when he was actually writing to the the church in Ephesus, um, says this in, in, in Ephesians 4 verse 32, and it says this, Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So part of living in forgiveness is that we need to learn how to forgive others. We actually need to learn how to offer that forgiveness around. We don't well up and be judgmental. We actually provide forgiveness. We do, we forgive others. And see, that's, the, that's the final quality that we have as we start to look at what it means that we, we live in forgiveness is that forgiving others, we become a forgiving person, we forgive other people, is important for us. For some people, forgiving others is an easy act, but for others it's a tough time, and, and especially when we are hurt by those people. When hurt is such an important aspect within our life, we hang on to that. It defines us. But the act of forgiving is to release some of that, is to release this. And here's the, I want to give you four simple steps to, just to take with you that, um, on how we forgive other people. The first is this. Remember that you are actually, you have been forgiven. So remember that you've been forgiven by God. That's the first step in order to forgive others. Second thing, if you want to forgive people around you, and that's what you should be doing, we should be doing that as a community of faith. The second thing is we need to, we need to actually come into prayer for those people who have hurt you. We need to actually pray for them, pray for the people who have hurt you so that you can, and pray to ask them to, that you will have a heart of forgiveness towards that person. The third thing is that we, we need to understand there's a difference between forgiving and forgetting. We actually need to understand there's a difference between forgiving and forgetting. The biggest difference between forgiving somebody and the wrongs that they have done to us and simply forgetting what they've done to us is that forgiveness is an active thing. It's an active response that we do. We we forgive somebody. We actually have to actively make that choice to say, I'm going to live within this forgiveness of God and I'm going to provide grace to you and forgive you of the the thing that you've done to me. Whereas forgetting is a passive thing. It's actually saying, I want to sweep this aside. I don't want to deal with it. I just want it to go away. So I'm going to try and forget that you've done something. And the problem is when we do, when we forget things is that we often, all we've done is put it under the rug. We've swept it under the rug. And what happens when you sweep something under the rug? You trip over it all the time. It comes back. It's always there. It's hidden in the corner. We may not be able to see it, but we know that lump over there is the thing that's there, the hurt that's there. We, we need to actually take it out from under the rug. We need to take it out and provide forgiveness. I actually say I forgive you. 
It's a hard thing and it's an active thing and it's an important thing. And the fourth thing, you know, we need to understand that it's not about forgetting, not pushing it aside, that, you know, it's to actually forgive. The fourth thing is this. We need to to actually decide to forgive. We actually have to do that physical act, make that decision to forgive the other person, to forgive what's happened, to actually go and do that, spend time with a person and actually provide that forgiveness. It it really does help when it's a face-to-face interaction. See, living in forgiveness is one of the most powerful aspects of a Christian life. It sets us apart from the world. And yes, people can forgive and they can be a forgiving person, but unless they're truly living in forgiveness and fully accepting what Jesus Christ has done on the cross, that we live out as resurrection people, integrating this forgiveness in our lives, then we we have not become a follower of Christ as such. We need to learn to be a person that is living in forgiveness, not just a person that forgives others, but actually lives within this forgiveness that has been given to us by God and that we enact out in our lives. I want to share with you a prayer. Um, and it's actually written by, um, by Meg Butcher um, and it's from, Cross, um, from Crosswalk. It's an article that she wrote about forgiveness. And she actually has this prayer there that I just want to share with you as a way for us to pray today as well. So let's just share in this prayer. And as we share in this prayer, what I want you to do is is actually seek God for your forgiveness. Seek God for those who you need to forgive. So let's just pray. Gracious, loving Father, all glory and honour be upon your name. Our lives are meant to bring glory to you. But Lord, make known your purpose. But Lord, also reveal our sins. But gracious God, we thank you for your sacrifice upon the cross. We thank you for your willingness to put skin in the game, to suffer immeasurably so that you may save us. My Lord, help us to come to you freely with our sins and help us to come obediently to repent of them. My Lord, move our hearts Cleanse us from our hidden sins and transform us into the people we were proposed to be. May we leave behind a wake of forgiveness in the name of Jesus' powerful name. We pray this. Amen.